Best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. Here we go again. Here I go. Was this the rock song? You don't, you don't know. It's fine. No, but the way you said, here we go. Well, that was Mario. It sounded also like uh, Lady Gaga, the first song on her album, Joanne. Oh, I can't really? remember the name of the song, but it starts, here we go. Just the way you said that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So are you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes you are the most delightful and adorable thing. Truth be told. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Are we going to clink our tea glasses again? Sure. Do you want to try? No. <laughs> okay. Why did you proffer it then? <laughs> well, I proffered it and then I remembered like we had to like move microphones oh, and no, adjust and stuff. It. Let's just try it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was real close. <laughs> That's this is, slosh. This is very beige colored carpet. That might not And this is there. a very orange colored tea. Yes. Tee <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. That's Melissa. Oh, yes. And that is Jake. And this is, is Best Friendhood. Friendhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it has been a time, dear Jacob. It has. We were talking earlier off mic about how it had been a week since the last time we got together and recorded. Yeah. And it was also the last time that we actually like got to hang out. And in my in my sense of time passing i thought it'd been two weeks what uh it's the first time we've hung out in a year oh i know dad joke alert (laughs) (laughs) well that happened listeners yeah i apologize but and it's too late and that's the end of the podcast goodbye (laughs) ciao (laughs) see you next week (laughs) Oh my gosh. What if we did that where it's one podcast every day, but it's only five minutes long? For the amount of time that it takes to set up and then record and then edit. Sure. Let's do it. Let's try it. <laughs> That'll be our I've offshoot. I've just been nominated for the 30 Day Gratitude Challenge. So I'm going to be gratituding podcasts for five minutes every day for 30 days. I also nominate <laughs> 23 friends from high school that I haven't spoken to in two decades. Also, have you guys tried this skincare? If you're interested, I know a person who knows a person. It's my aunt. <laughs> and she can give you a really good deal because she'll buy in bulk and I'll get half of the proceeds. <laughs> also, check out my book club. Hey, go easy on book clubs. Well, <laughs> if they're not good book clubs. Mm, I just joined a therapist book club. Oh, I really like the book clubs where, they, you know, they have that nice ambiance. You're sitting in some chairs and all of a sudden. What kind of book club is that? It's a club. <laughs> <laughs> More dad jokes. Uh, they're not great. So <laughs> I'm sorry. You said that you just joined a therapist book club. Yeah. So does this entail like reading we're gonna therapist read. driven or yeah. going after the characters like from regular books and dissecting them as therapists. Oh, that is a book club I would be all about. That would be my English major brain from undergrad plus my master's degree brain. Uh, that's what I did in undergrad. So many of my papers like in 
a seminar on Shakespeare were quite literally analyzing using psychoanalysis. And I mean, not that I had any knowledge like I do today about that, but I would read Jung and um, Freud and I would apply their theories to the different characters like Lady Macbeth one of my favorite characters. She has this whole sleepwalking scene that I went into Psych 101 and above and wrote this like 10 page paper about it. It was so much fun. I enjoyed it so much. That would be a perfect book club for me. I'm sure one exists like it, but if not, you need to form it. And then when you guys make t-shirts, I would like a little tiny stamp of my face somewhere on it. You got it. Okay. Done. Cool. But hold on, P.S., by the way, isn't that kind of what Freud did? Because didn't Freud coin the term an Oedipus complex? Mm -hmm. That's right. So he was reading literature of the past and And dissecting. Right. And Carl Jung, one of the things that he contributed to psychology and psychological theory is the anime animus and shadow. Anime? Not that anime. Oh, it's like Dragon Ball Z! No, not like that, but different. So it's essentially different ways of looking at the conscious, the subconscious, and the the different drivers of of human behavior. So Freud had the id, Id. the ego, and the superego. Yeah. And for Jung, he, in one instance, don't yell at me on Twitter, please, he looked at like for example the shadow is sort of the dark desires that you don't ever say out loud like the thoughts that you have of like oh i want to beat something up like fight club the scene in fight club where the narrator says i wanted to destroy something beautiful as he's pummeling jared leto's beautiful face that would be an example of the shadow in Jungian psychology i really like that it's called that i mean Mm -hmm. it's almost think about it like even in comic books when there's what is it spider-man and venom oh yes that's like the shadow of Mm -hmm. spider-man yeah it's like the anti version the anti-hero version which we come to love sometimes indeed we do was venom played by tom hardy yes you're not wrong with those noises my first introduction to tom hardy was the movie rock and rolla it's a british i think it was a british movie it's like a mafia movie And he plays Ugly Bob, I think is his character's name, which, what the heck? But he's gay. (laughs) And I I felt so like, well, I'm not British or a mafioso. Yet. But Tom Hardy being a homosexual, I can get on board with this movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I saw him in, or I think recognized him in Taboo. And he wears a top hat all the time. And he's got this insane hot voice. It tattoos and he's he's kind of witchy in it. Hmm. He does tend to have incestuous relationship with his sister, but that's neither here oh, nor no. there. It's insane. And I think it was even on like A and E. Oh something. my God. Yeah. But when I found out that he played Bane mm. in Dark Knight, which apparently that comic book character was of Latin descent. Oh really? I believe so. I didn't read the comics into the Bane era. I have I'm, limited contact I may with be those. Wrong. But that's why he has uh he chose such an interesting voice to like replicate an accent that I'm should have been sure. there i'm not sure but anyway he's got a very enjoyable body and his accent is fun mm. indubitably mm-hmm. severus snape how did we get here yes severus snape <laughs> <laughs> i got you <laughs> thank you severus snape an anti-hero yes where people tend to find you know reason to grant him uh some grace even mm-hmm. though truly mm-hmm. What he did do most of the time was terrible things. Yeah, and truly out of spite. And he literally traumatized Neville Longbottom. Yeah, 
traumatized a child. I mean, I had a teacher like that, but there was nothing redeeming about him. Right. Just saying. I don't know where he was going with that. Oh, okay. That was just a fact. He was just a piece of shit. It wasn't a lead. It was just a fact. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) I don't, I really, I had an idea that I was going to take that to it. And nope. Yeah. We're not unloading my trauma in this story, in this so, podcast. No, that's, that's all right. Uh, we could do that in later ones. This episode, maybe not. Uh, so we got right. here because we were talking about Shadow from Yoon. Jung. Jung. Did he have other, did they have other names? Because you Many. only mentioned that so one. So he, he talked a lot about archetypes, character archetypes in, in mythology and stories, sort of the, the portrayals of how humans can be that people typically tend to align themselves with. So you've got the hero, the heroine, the the peacekeeper, the, you know, these different roles that people tend to fill. Okay. Um, the scapegoat, for example, which a lot of this then can be found in some marriage and family therapy or theory rather in family systems work. There's, this is not a psychology therapy podcast. It's interesting to me though. All that to say, I'm going to rein myself in. All that to say, why was I even talking about Jung? Because we were talking about Freud, because he did the id. Oedipus Complex. Yeah, because we were talking about Literature, you got into a... therapy book club. Yes, there we are. Look at us reeling that fish line back in. Rabbit trails for days. I just follow the poop wherever it goes. <laughs> as long as you don't eat it, that's fine. Oh, but it's not I candy. thought it was the Easter Bunny. <laughs> it's not candy. It's disgusting. <laughs> I think part of the reason that we have TV, movies, stories, characters in our minds tonight is we just had a pretty big loss culturally, socially. Oh, for everybody. Like, truly, not just America's sweetheart. The world's, the world's. sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Miss Betty White. Passed away. And you had pointed something out that I, because I didn't uh, edit the last episode you did. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know. But you said that while you were editing, you recognized that we had mentioned the Golden Girls like a few different times. And we had recorded that on the Thursday before the week of New Year's. Correct. It would have been. No, it would have been like the. It would have been the day before she passed because she passed on Friday, New Year's Eve. We recorded on the 29th. Or the 30th, I mean, didn't we? Yes, because then we went and got, we went to the store so I could find something to wear. That's right. Yes. So, yeah, we happened to mention the Golden Girls and and Betty White, and she passed the next day. And as I was editing, I, I really paused and considered, do we need to record something to add into this and ultimately decided not to because we were both very busy i think you were out of town i had other stuff going on and yeah. then it's been a crazy work week and so here we are we wanted to just take a moment and pay tribute to the incredible person betty white because when you have a podcast like ours which is even titled best friendhood mm-hmm. how can you not just want to say thank you for being a friend mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think what's so neat about, you know, I think I saw it written a few different times, this sentiment of how beautiful it is to have lived to be, oh, I think Ryan Reynolds said it, how beautiful it is to have lived to be 99 and still be thought that you died too young. Yes. What a way to live your life, to have gone (laughs) through 99 years without scandal, without any, as far as I know, I mean- it's Betty White. I feel like we would 
know if there had been a scandal, and yet people still say she passed too young. You know, I remember back in 2015, excuse me, 2016, when Carrie Fisher passed away and then Debbie Reynolds passed away right after her. I remember there being posts on Twitter of people saying things like, oh my gosh, rap Betty White in bubble wrap. (laughs) Everybody protect her. We can't lose another one to 2016. Yeah. And in hindsight, it's like, oh, honey. You had no idea what was coming. coming, Yeah. But I also, I mean, there were some funny ones. Like, I think I even reposted one. I've got my solar device. So it's Betty White holding a sword and she's wearing a beautiful blue gown. And there's lightning in the background and some of it is striking. Like very, what is that? The Highlander? Yes. Yeah. I think. Never seen it. I think so too. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I haven't watched a full thing. To me, it's a Gandalf moment. Oh, sure. Of like fair. conducting electricity through the sword. A staff, does he not? Well, there or are points where he has both. It's Ian McKellen. He could do what he wants. <laughs> Ian McKellen and the staff. <laughs> I know. I know. But it's I'm a gay funny joke. I'm biting my tongue. I'm biting my tongue from taking it farther. I'm sure he would too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And it says, and it's meant to be like drawing on the light side of this situation. And we shall remember all that on... Oh, wait, hold on. Let me try this again. And we shall all remember that on the final day of a bleak 2021, the great Betty White gave herself to drive the darkness back and give hope to all humanity for the coming new year. May she rest in peace and may we live up to the greatness she saw in us. So yeah, I just like, for as gently funny as, I think that she would have approved of mm-hmm. a gently funny, but I loved that last line, may she rest in peace and may we live up to the greatness that she saw in us, which, boom shakalak, I loved that. Mm-hmm. And I think she was on so many different things. Oh my gosh, from she did the people, everything. Our parents' generation, generation literally grew up watching her from yeah. uh, some of the funny shows that she did when she was a little bit younger to she worked with Carol Burnett for a while. She, I mean, obviously did The Golden Girls and the Hot Cougar Cleveland whatever one. Really? Yeah, that was like still going on, I think. Like she was still working. Uh, Cleveland. I I know what show you're talking about. I Hot haven't seen Cleveland. It. Something like that, right? Yeah. I didn't know that Betty White was on that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um. Yeah. She's been. A- and like you said, what was really endearing is the friendships that she had from all sorts of people all across the years. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I've noticed when a celebrity who's very beloved, like Betty White. There's like this outpouring for a couple days Mm -hmm. from regular people, from celebrities, TV shows and other things and podcasts have a tribute Mm -hmm. or something like in a rather timely fashion. But besides calling this, thank you for being a friend, wanting to expand and not only just have a podcast talking about Betty White, because she was tremendous. You know, she was an advocate for animals from straight away. Oh, yeah. Decades. And... She was a an ally for gay and gay rights. And and also, uh, really, from my understanding, the, the LGBTQIA community at large. Oh. I mean, not just gay rights, but the whole rainbow community. Yes, exactly. And some things that I learned about her was she divorced a man back in 1940s because he didn't support her career. She chose not to have children when, at that time, 
That choice was unheard of for a woman. Wow, yeah. Publicly told off racists in the 1950s, championed LGBTQ plus rights, and had an eight-decade career. That is incredible. Uh, that is an incredible human. Legendary. Legendary indeed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Were divorces even really commonplace or a thing in the 40s? No, not commonplace. And if they did happen, you know, like there was always wrapped a in, to in do. Sh- yeah. Wrapped yeah. in shame and, and there had to be something. Yeah. Yeah. And usually it was the woman who carried that shame and guilt and displeasure from mm-hmm. outsiders. From society. Yeah. Right. Oh, you're a divorced woman. No, oh, God forbid. God forbid. Whoever would want to, whoever would want to be with you, you spinster. I pride myself on being a spinster. I pride myself on being childless. When you think of that too, when sorry, I'm going to take us on another little rabbit trail. Hold on, a question. Let me guess. Pride and Prejudice. How they were calling the 20-year-old a spinster. Close. Damn. Okay. A Wonderful Life. We just, I watched a portion of that because I really don't, people love that movie. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I, when I was a kid, my parents would be like, oh my God, let's watch it. Okay, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> this is basically trying to guilt people through their suicidal ideation. Not how we uh, want to respond to suicidal ideation. No, that was definitely written by somebody who wasn't actually suicidal. Yeah. But the whole scene where Mary is a librarian and like, for one, Mary became a librarian. Hello. The librarian. (laughs) That takes some super duper smarts. Where was the shame in that? I've never understood that. And what was she? 32? I don't even think she was, I think the character was supposed to be 27. That's the okay. number I have in my memory was that at that point she was like 25 to 27. And and the whole premise of that, that particular memory or not memory, but experience for whatever the hell his name was, was that George. without him, she became a spinster in her in mid her to late 20s. 20s. When it was perfectly acceptable for some old dude to trawl up around and uh-huh. be like, you're a hot young thing. Mm-hmm. I'll marry you. You're less. You're you're yeah, exactly. more than half my age, but less than half his age. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, I know math is hard. It's okay. I have two degrees. <laughs> Neither of them have anything to do with numbers. So thank you very right? many. It's words and brain stuff. Correct. That's what you're. Yeah. Correct. Thank you. No I, numbers. No numbers. I mean, I can add to do my assessments and that's about it i even have to remind myself that like when you're doing like something in the hundreds if you take away a zero (laughs) and then you just have to put the zero back on once you're done i try that sometimes in my brain and i get myself confused like wait oi oi could you imagine trying to do some of the new math now i see it on the tim tom or the (laughs) the the tweeter I just, my brain goes, no, thank you, ma'am. Was it, wasn't there a, a navigation device called the TomTom? TomTom, yeah. Okay. Yes. I was like, hold on a minute. <laughs> For like 15, 20 years ago. Because yeah. I feel like my cousin had one and he had set it to alert him anytime there was a bar within a 15 minute radius. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> when we went on a road trip together. Oh. That is brilliant. Hell yeah. And he just became a father. Congratulations to him. Yes, indeed. Big John became a, a dad-o for oh the my very gosh. first time. I think he's 34. Well, they just got married. Yeah. They secretly got married because it was in the pandemic and 
Right. They wouldn't be able to throw a party like they wanted to anyway. So they just went and got married. Good for them. Yeah. So actually, um, I had wrote down a note that was supposed to be like kind of jokey and calling you out. What? Because we had some. (laughs) What? (laughs) How could you do this to me? (laughs) I knew it was you. (laughs) Do you know what movie that's from? The Godfather. Oh, my God. You got it right. Never seen it. I just guess based on the the hand motion and the little bit of an accent in your voice. How grand. Cultural osmosis. I am a you, queen of it. You uh, you surprised me. I just went, of all the movies he's never seen, this MFR has watched Godfather. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, you were talking about your college years and how uh-huh. you had your one of your favorite things that you did was writing about Lady Macbeth. Mm-hmm. What else is in Macbeth that we've been talking about just tonight? Well, we haven't talked about murder. No, not yet. What? We won't be. I'm sorry. I don't know why I tried to <laughs> mislead you. That's a different you. podcast. True. <laughs> witchy. There are plenty of those. We don't need to make that one of our things. Witchy, witchy, witchy. Oh my gosh. Right. Hecate and, and, and the Weird Sisters. Mm-hmm. Duh. <laughs> Here we go. That's what they're so, called. The the three witches. Uh, the Weird Sisters are um also in Harry Potter. They're that band. Correct. That's where that came from. Also, what's the other one? The Fates are a group of mm-hmm. well, Three witch-like women. sisters who spin yarn and yeah, share the, an eyeball. Uh, the crone, the maiden, and the matron, I want to say. Hmm. I think that's typically how the, the, the pairing of or the Those, trio <laughs> I mean, are presented. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's literally how we as women are portrayed. Yes. You're either a maiden, a matron, or a crone. Coming back to archetypes. Good Lord. Remember how this was supposed to be about Betty White? And not supposed to be about Betty White. Trying real hard to make a connection. No, it's fine. This is like, I, this is very free form today, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of okay with. I like this. You too. I like you. I like you. So the reason that I was, you know, well, I had it written down, so I didn't want to forget why I wrote it down, first of all. But yeah, yeah so Jacob has been like kind of getting in this like witchy mood, which is funny because it's January and not October. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Called out. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you have been. <laughs> But no, you had you were talking about how you received this mysterious package of yes stones, not stones, gems, not uh, gems, crystals. crystals. Yeah, pretty based, rocks. <laughs> beautiful, based yes, on are. my zodiac sign. Yeah, and so, there's it's so neat. It's, oh and you God, didn't it's so pretty. You didn't know who sent it, and that was the funniest part because you came over and you were like, "Did you happen to send me something to my home from Amazon? Why would I ever do that? Because you're here." At least twice a week anyway. I knew that. And I knew it was a long shot that it would, because I even thought that. I'm like, no, because Melissa would have it delivered to her home. I also would have no way of keeping a secret from you for that long. Well, you have once or twice. Oh, yeah, but not not between gifts. Like, I love to give gifts. It's hard for me to keep a gift a secret. And you did. I didn't know about the sweater. No, I told you I got us sweaters. Well, you didn't tell me what it was, though. Right. But I told so you, you that I got secret. you something. I've kept a portion of the secret. Anyway, 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 anyway. <laughs> so he'd received this. And then, you know, we got to talking about, oh, and then you sent me a picture of like a, a witch kit set, <laughs> which had like, you know, herbs and spices yes. and then candles and some other the random The reason BS. I sent that to you is because they it was clearly very ripped off the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter font. font. And then I was looking oh, at it. And I'm like, somebody's oh, going to be making some goddamn money off of that. Oh, yeah. I found a version of that that was like $400. Criminy. Yeah. 
no thank you no i will grow my own herbs thank you very much for sure well then you know uh because you had sent me that all in a text message i went oh i've always really been interested in that kind of stuff just because it was especially like as a kid all of the witchy magic and stuff Mm -hmm. i mean that's how i got into harry potter man come on now like the craft all of the books that i used to read when i was younger like Movies I did see in my teenage years, The Craft and Practical Magic, and they were formative. It's in there. It's probably like conditioner now. Okay. Tease conditioning for hair, right, listeners? That one spot's going to be real conditioned. <laughs> With vodka. <laughs> <laughs> God, do our listeners think that we're drunks? That's Are we drunks? Hey, if you do, don't forget to write us at bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Um, but what I was trying to do is to bring this back around to like what we have actually written down on these pieces of paper. I'm with you. I'm following you. Uh, Because speaking of some important things to. Yeah, we really, really do. Yeah. Because part of the things that I was trying to connect was you got this gift. And that's obviously from a friend. P.S. By the way, it wasn't me. I know. I figured it out. Okay, good. I sent a mass text. Oh, did you? To like the three other people that I told which this about. Which one of you witchy witches were was... the witch of the witch that sent me this from my wish list? P.S. By the way, I asked you that knowing that I hadn't even told you about this interest that has been allowed to grow. Oh. And I still went, did, did she just see this and go, I bet Jake would like that. Because that's a thing that I could see you doing. I would never have put that together though. Okay. Fair. Fair. Had to know, though. Huh. Because, I mean, wouldn't that be amazing if I was just that much better of a best friend? Mm, that borders on For mind different, reading. Different best friend. There's no way that you would have known. I've always been a witch, Jacob. Have you? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> mind reading. I'm just joking you. Hmm. So one way that friends show their gratitude and love to each other through gift giving because now hold on because i'm not quite done using this segue (laughs) it's a really wide path and i'm using all of it at the moment i'm with you and one thing that we want to talk about you know thank you for being a friend and how how to share gratitude to and for a friend and i think i originally originally had rolling in my brain for a hot minute talking about how there are those tributes and you know uh, moments where people share their love and whatnot for the person who passed that got me to thinking well how do we show gratitude to a friend who is no longer around now it could be posthumously did i pronounce that posthumous posthumously posthumously why does it look so weird why wouldn't it be posthumously posthumously i i in my opinion, there should be a hyphen. There's not. Wholeheartedly. English is weird. It's posthumous. Posthumous. It's Yoda talking to Luke. And Luke's like, hey, Yoda, I did all of the cooking. Why aren't you helping me with dishes? And Yoda just sits there and goes, pots, you must. <laughs> Good. How did I do that? I did that. You did that. I did that. If okay. That's, if that's going to be your mnemonic to remember it. Oh, no, I, I was just that. trying to make a really bad joke. There's no way that I'm going to oh, remember how to say it I properly. I thought that's how you were going to try and remember it. Hell nah, son. I use that word eight times every 10 years. Moving into the bigger theme. Yes. Not bigger theme. Not mo- Well, yeah. 
moving into what we originally planned. There it is. How about that? There it is. Let's say this. <laughs> Why don't we take a quick break? I would love that. And then when we come back, we can really unpack this because I know you've got some notes. I've got some notes. I think there's some big talking points there. I mean, yeah. I do. I wholeheartedly and truly love our brain rants, like our actual best friendship conversation that just happened. Mm-hmm. But I do know that like we started this podcast for a reason and it's Correct. not just for other people to listen to us blather like we do all of the time. Yeah, that's just an added bonus for you, friends. <laughs> it is. You're welcome. But because there is there is value to be had in actually having a podcast about friendship. Yeah. So let's... That's why we started. There's goddamn, a gap. That's exactly what I'm There's saying. There's a gap yeah. in... Understanding oh, and I talking points. And... That's my... I mean... Um, that's uh, my intellectual brain going, we need more research on this. Which, basically, the only way to research it is... If not talking to people, then it's living it. It's research via experience. Yeah. So let's take a quick break and then yeah. we'll come back and get to the point. How do we share gratitude to and for a friend? Thank you for being my friend. I also know that that's not the lyrics. Come with me if you want to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should say, like, as we're heading downstairs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be much I mean, nobody timing. else would hear it, but I would enjoy it. Yeah. You could giggle about it. I would. I was thinking on the break that something we talked about, I think, in our episode before Christmas was Christmas. gift giving and how that's not one of my love languages. Oh, and we, we did talked talk about, about that. our friend who is so amazingly adept at giving the perfect gift. Mm-hmm. So then today, thinking about how do you show gratitude? How you show gratitude. Love languages feels like a really appropriate way to go into that because we all have our different ways of showing gratitude and showing that we care. Because I would almost equate gratitude with love. Oh, I think certainly in relationships, a way of of showing gratitude or expressing love can look very similar. So yeah, but I mean, that's gift giving and gift giving is just one way of showing gratitude. And it's as simple as like even a thank you card. Oh, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. that's technically a gift, a gift of words, gift of recognition. Ooh, but words of affirmation are their own thing. But that would be different than thank you. Words of affirmation would be like me telling you Mm. that you are brave and you are strong and you are intelligent. Things that you say to me often. Well, yeah, because you are all of those things. Thanks, as are you. Thank you. And so many other things. I already have a rabbit trail for us and we're like two seconds into the... Oh gosh, yeah, because (laughs) gratitude is also bigger than just a thank you. Like gratitude, the way that I'm thinking about it right now is finding that your life has been changed for the better Mm -hmm. and enjoying that. Yeah. And then wanting to recognize that. Enjoying that, wanting to recognize that. And also, in my mind, gratitude is also... A way of living that. I think that's a way to show. You know, we we can be grateful for things like we talked about at Thanksgiving and everybody thinks about at Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But true gratitude, having that sense of appreciation for what you have, whether that's a roof over your head, a phone to listen to a podcast on, a friend to have a podcast with. Gratitude is, is really more than just being thankful. It's truly and deeply knowing the wonderful things that you have in your life 
and holding an awareness of that as you go throughout your day. It's almost finding, choosing to find and recognize the things that wouldn't be yours outside of just yourself, things Mm -hmm. that others brought to you. Yeah, yes. That could be lessons learned. That could be... Situational. The experience of sharing and being open and vulnerable with someone in a really safe way and having that just be held for you without judgment, without consternation. Consternation? I do believe that's correct, yeah. No, I just lost it. Damn it. (laughs) Close your eyes and let yourself float back to what you were thinking. Yeah, I'm doing the home alone face, but on my forehead, trying to rein my thoughts back in. You talked about living it. And I think, yes, melding that together is, especially, I'm trying to think of my Yoda joke, posthumously. Mm-hmm. Did I say it right? Mm-hmm. Dab. Okay, posthumously. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to do that audibly as well as physically. Visually, I should have said. To be grateful or have gratitude for them, to them, is to live your life, you know, with what they brought to yours. Mm -hmm. What you were saying, you know, maybe it was that you learned from this friend how to be a little bit more confident. Mm -hmm. And, of course, part of, I think, expanding and and living in that gratitude is to live and be remind yourself of that confidence that you found. But to also share it just like that friend shared with you. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be about confidence or it could be... Something that they would do, like, on Fridays, they would send you, like, a two-beer-cheers thing, emojis. Or maybe it was whenever they heard a fart joke, they they told you about it. (laughs) You know, it's those little things that hearken in your brain and strike a chord on your heart harp. Well said. Hark the herald gratitude sings, <laughs> fart jokes and heart, heart bolstering. Songs. Oh, bolstering. Oh, <laughs> I should have let you take that. And another way I think that you can share gratitude for a friend or honestly, in this instance, a person. Because I mean, what would you consider Betty White? Not just a celebrity, but like a lot of people kind of held her in a different space than like Tom Cruise. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like she was more than just a famous person that people knew. Right. She really, I feel like a few years ago, this word was really overused. But I honestly, I have it written down even. I I can't think of a different word other than she was an icon, is an icon. She has such a long lasting legacy, a long lived legacy that even though she's gone physically, even though she's passed on from this life what she has left behind will continue for at least two more generations if not longer because she had such a presence in the cultural miasma or the zeitgeist good word good words she had such a a presence in so many types of film tv theater jokey things like the memes about her in her life that she was aware of and condoned. Oh, and the jokes that she would tweet out. Yes. Whether it's a friend that passes or whether somebody of that stature and nature mm-hmm. passes, to show gratitude for the life that they lived and for the impact that they had on you personally, I think a way to show that gratitude is to keep in mind all of the the fuzzy, warm fuzzies mm-hmm. that you get when you think of them and... You know, like that meme that I read earlier. Yeah. Uh, oh, shoot, Batoot. I, oh, and my phone is being, it's plugged in right now, but something along the lines of, I hope that we can live up 
to, to the she, greatness that she found in us. Yes. Yeah. And there's something so powerful about that. We all know the last several years have been really difficult in the U.S. and the world. And to have the idea that there's somebody out there like Betty White or Dolly Parton who sees humanity as something worth saving. Sets who a sees, standard of humanity. And, and sees the good in people that sets an example of being good. What I also was trying to get at is, I think, besides showing gratitude in that sense, I think another really simple base, but also just as important way of showing gratitude is talking about it. Mm-hmm. Talking about that person, talking about the effect that they had on you, talking about lessons learned, talking about anything. I think sharing how you've grown because of and or with this person, mm-hmm. I think that's another way to show. And isn't there, I don't remember which ancient, I wouldn't call it like a, a religion, but maybe like a culture that the thing of it is, is like, as long as people say your name, you will live on forever. But mm-hmm. as soon as people quit saying your name or telling your story, that is when you truly die. Mm-hmm. I believe that originated with the Egyptians. Is it? If I'm remembering correctly, as long as your name was spoken and remembered, mm-hmm. which is, I think, history majors, don't yell at me on Twitter. But I if you'd think like that's to correct where... us, please email us at bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. I mean, you can correct me on Twitter, too. <laughs> Just don't be rude about it. Oh, yeah. But from what I can remember in reading and learning about Egyptian mythology was that that was part of the reason for the elaborate tombs and the, the, like the, the pyramids, the Sphinx. Wasn't that in part due to a belief that as long as my name and my legacy are remembered, I will continue on? I don't believe so. I believe actually all of that, like where they brought their riches and their favorite things sometimes even their favorite people or animals was, was because that's the afterlife with that's them. literally where they would live yeah like that's everything that was within their tomb is what they would take with them so i'm not sure that the elaborate elaborancy elaborateness mm-hmm. of the tombs had to do with that i do know that shakespeare in i think it was one of the sonnets address that that uh, yes i believe it was one of the sonnets to the young lover that as long as his poem or sonnet lived on then so too would the lover i'm gonna look that up right now sure which i mean in a sense is wholeheartedly true like as long as people still come across and read this poem that person even the tiniest essence of them will always be around which is you know spooky and endearing and enthralling all at the same time what did you google to try to find this answer by the way (laughs) i googled shakespeare sonnet living on Hmm. is it showing you lines without it's bringing up a lot of things from some of his plays that are similar that i i know the plays well enough that i'm like no google you're failing me wow somebody's doing a literature literary flex i got a degree in it I'm not <laughs> there flexing. he is flexing the other arm. <laughs> excuse me i'm not trying to flex i'm just saying like i know i'm just four years I'm just giving you some guff my eyeballs darling. deep yeah it'd be weird if you tried to read with anything but your eyeballs or your fingertips if you did braille but 
You know, actually, now that I'm trying to rack my own brain about it, I also believe, and this might be part of the reason why I can't quite tack it down, um, but in reading, which I know you haven't done yet, American Gods. It's on my 2022 list. Wednesday mentions that, like the old gods, well, nobody prays to them anymore. Nobody speaks their name. The old gods are dead. Yes. That's the whole point of the series oh there's a war the new gods yeah that shows up in the tv show i know about that i'm so disheartened i'm gonna go back through all of my stuff to find this <laughs> okay well we can put it on our twitter or our instagram if you'd like that'll when be we a, do find it that'll be a patreon that sounded like a fire extinguisher it you can't tell me you've never played with a fire extinguisher have i not shown you the pictures of me using a fire extinguisher on a burning airplane no you've not I've seen the one where you were sitting in the engine or the turbine. The Yeah, the turbine. Turbine engine, engine I guess. Same yeah, thing. There you go. I was like, well, mm, I need to specify. We can specify. <laughs> what if that was the disturbed song instead of stupefy? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a you whole song specify. <laughs> about being very specific in your word choices. And the importance of <laughs> syntax and grammar. What is it? The real words are, look at my face, see it to my soul, right? Mm -hmm. Look in a book, you illiterate asshole. (laughs) (laughs) You can specify. (laughs) Okay. All right. Getting out of here. That'll be a Patreon extra. I'm going to find that. I'm going to read it. I'm going to post it on Patreon. Oh, my God. I thought you were asking me to like do a rendition of. No, 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 no. You can specify of Disturbed. I'm going to be so bothered that I couldn't find that reference because you're the idea that you're bringing forth with that Mm -hmm. is so before it's before Shakespeare, though. Yes, but he wrote about it. I'm sure of it. Girl, I wrote about my diary. You're going to look that up, too. I will if you want, (laughs) Tom Riddle. That was sass. Oh, Tom Riddle. Harry Potter throwback. As long as we are remembered, we are still alive in some way. Yes. That's kind of beautiful to me. I agree. At the same time, it's also kind of not because... Because there are bad people that we remember and that means that theoretically they are alive in some way. I didn't even take it that way, but holy balls. How true is that statement that you just did? That's super duper true. I can't believe I've never thought of it that way. I, I was thinking about how how many beautiful, kind and wonderful people there are that don't get spoken about anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, people who truly made a difference. Those hideaway heroes that we don't know of. That makes me think of the, what I was trying to say before I had to clear my throat and then we went on this rabbit trail was this idea, the concept, the thought get so annoyed when podcast people say, well, it's like this whole idea of blah, blah, blah. And then I say it all the freaking time. I'm I'm not cottoning on to what you're saying. I know. I'm ricocheting in my brain. Coming back to living on as long as people remember us. Mm, yes. Reminded me of a song in the musical Rent where it's uh, the scene takes place at an HIV AIDS support group and it's this really melancholic slightly hopeful and genuinely frightened song where the singers ask is will this be my legacy will anyone care will i wake tomorrow etc 
Mm. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. One of the themes of that brief little interlude is the idea that people living with HIV in the 80s during the horrific epidemic that the U.S. government failed at completely. Were erasable. Yes, that they were not going to be remembered because of the stigma and the shame around having HIV, that it was a horrific blight on the gay humans. male population was on who humans. it was targeted at, that they somehow deserved this and, and people wouldn't talk about it. You know, there were there were code words for <sighs> it. Oh, well, you know, he'd been sick for a really long time, a but he died, of, he died of pneumonia. Well, technically, though, because your immune mm-hmm. system, your immune system is so it was commonly affected. It was something so gentle, like a cold or pneumonia, that would in many cases, yeah, yeah. So, if we want to honor someone posthumously, remember them and remember them in a way that's meaningful to you. To it you. doesn't have to look like how society and culture say that you should remember someone. For me, something that I found very comforting when my grandma passed was a friend of mine who is wonderful and just so not religious or spiritual in any way just said i'm really sorry i'll light a candle and think about your grandma and that meant so much to me and i think that if we can find our own way of remembering someone and remembering a friend or or what we learned from somebody like betty white about friendship and about being true to oneself that's how we honor somebody's legacy that's how Mm. we can live in gratitude for what we have experienced in our friendships. You talked about lighting a candle. I I have to, oh, I want to share that when my very, very, very good friend passed away, when you and I went down to go visit your dad and bonus mom, she was the one who asked me if I wanted to light a candle. And at first I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's strange. Because to me, I've never heard of that before. But sure as shit, she gave me one. And she said, well, just in case you change your mind and want to want to. Mm-hmm. And I did, and I bawled my eyes out. She's a very wise and kind woman, your bonus mom. That she is. I didn't really recognize at the time, but like to light a candle for somebody, there's so much symbology and or symbolism. Which one would it be? I would choose symbolism. Symbology has different connotations. Thank you. I knew that you would know. And that's not a literary flex. <laughs> not this time. Okay, but it really does. And I actually, I thought about that uh, before we came down here. I was like, light a candle. And this happens to be a candle that your papa and bonus mom sent Mm -hmm. us slash me. You. Well, you got to pick and I'm glad it was this one. Oh, no, that there was no choosing. It was that was meant for you. I appreciate that. Also, though, we've been talking a lot about posthumously. But how do we talk about? No, excuse me. We can talk about it all that you want. How do you show gratitude to and for a friend like while they're still around? Hmm. I'm going to proffer this to you. How about we take another quick break and wrap our own heads around this? Because I feel like we've been so bippity boppity booping around Mm -hmm. um, that if we (laughs) kind of, instead of trying to find islands in this ocean of diarrhea... (laughs) Oh, I don't think this is an ocean of diarrhea. I think this is an ocean of feelings and thoughts. And it's a big topic that we're kind of struggling to wrap our heads around. It is. And and there's a lot of islands to take our canoe to. But that was actually, it was a reference from a Jason Mraz song. It was the album 
Jason Raz, <laughs> what? Oh, I just got so pissed at you so hard, so fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Literally was about to throw this microphone off oh, of it. Oh, I saw it happening. <laughs> Jason That's why Moran. I put my hands up. <laughs> Whom? You want to taste who? these fists? Literally, like, splash me. Um, oh, he even did it, you guys. You missed it. They, of course they did. It's a podcast, Melissa. Uh any hoosh, it's off of his album. I don't remember what it was called, but it was uh, a white background and it was just a, a black sketch drawing of his face wearing a hat. Oh, yes. I used to listen to that album all the time. Yeah, it was like a voicemail that his friend left, it, left <gasps> him. It was oh, in one of the songs. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I just want to let you know that you were like an island in this ocean of diarrhea. And that's why it cuts off. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. I remember that album so vividly. Mm-hmm. Don't remember that. Our conversations are never an ocean of diarrhea unless we're actually talking about diarrhea. Or doing literal shit talk on somebody. We don't really do. Not on the microphone, at least. Oh, damn. Ooh, calling us out. Oh, whoa. <laughs> no, Spilling really. the tea that's already in our bellies. Can't be spilled then. All right, let's take a quick break. <laughs> so is this... The first episode that we've taken two breaks? Or yes. have we done that before? <laughs> yeah. No, this is. And I do believe it is because we went on a... We had some best friend talk and then oh, we... Yeah, like a solid brain spiral of still good topics, interesting topics. But not quite the topics to that we had about. planned. No, which I think is even better because when we have the topics that we've planned... Be it, they are very gentle plans. We definitely don't write out bullet points or anything... Oh, you do. Okay, I do not. I have (laughs) I have four word sentences. In fact, you have gentle reminders. I have an outline. Very good way to to say that. Like the first part of this podcast was truly just. Yeah, it was just us. Yep. Wholeheartedly. So we've talked about how to honor and remember somebody posthumously. How to share gratitude for a friend. What about when we are still in connection with that person? In this realm. Because I don't want to naysay any beliefs that... Oh, well, our understanding of the universe is, what, 4%? Maybe yours. Mine is like (laughs) 0.069%. Bitch, please. Now, this was a scientific thing. It said, even scientific researchers acknowledge, was it 4 or 14, that we only understand or have even recognized 14% of the universe. Seriously? Yeah. That astounds me. Now, granted, that was probably five or eight years ago. So since then, we've taken the first picture of a black hole. We have some new space things that are traveling to their final destination, which should bring us some new pictures by October. But that's just space. There are still so many things on this planet that Mm -hmm. we don't understand. Like the lowest depths of the ocean. Oh, yeah. Or even such minute things as why yawning is contagious mirror neurons sympathy that's not proven no but i'm pretty sure okay cool cool you can take that and put it in the bank cryptocurrency because that's also untouchable um cryptocurrency is money laundering you are probably not wrong but i also don't see it going away no but i wish it would oh you want to go back to a simpler time yeah i do back when the gays didn't exist because before 1980 there were no gays <laughs> no 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 never 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 Ugh, gross 
Yeah. No, you're right. I did sound like an old fuddy-duddy when I said, no, cryptocurrency. But really, everything I've read and learned about it, because I, I used to invest in it, and then I looked, I, I read some articles about it that were like, okay, so here's really who's who are the big movers of cryptocurrency. That is so sketchy. I pulled my money out of that right away. I profited a dollar after nine months. It's basically like art sales. People buy art and then sell it back to themselves as a way to launder money. I also, I came across this interesting uh, article talking about how people are checking out newer ways of investment that usually have a better turnaround than traditional investing, if you Mm. will, like as in stocks and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And there are actually some companies out there that kind of offer, it's almost like a share system. So there's for actual works of art, you can buy a share of a work of art. And then once they sell it, each of those shareholders gets a profit once that piece of art is sold. There are also other things that you can be a part purchaser of really rare memorabilia. There's actually one website that currently has a triceratops skeleton. And if you want, you can purchase, quote unquote, part of that. And then when they sell it to, say, a collector or a museum or whatever, or Jeff you will Bezos. get yeah, yeah, you will get a portion of that. So it's investing in stuff, physical things instead. That feels so close to NFTs. But this is actual. F- I mean, these are physical, fungible. Yeah. Tokens, not non-fungible tokens. And it's definitely. That, that's so interesting that mm-hmm. that's essentially like buying shares in a company. Yeah. But well, for yeah. actual physical item Mm -hmm. and the rarity of them there's actually one that's super common is people coming together to purchase and invest in wines from oh i invest in wine every week (laughs) from 2006 or older and then because of their rarity and the snobbery of wine enjoyers hey the prices will continue to go up. So you and your... Because as it ages, it supposedly correct. increases then, in value. And so does its rarity. Oh. And so then the people who have invested in a portion of that... Yes. ...can profit then later. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. But for the rest of us, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, and feel bad when you have to go and get on a public service. So the idea of purchasing services or items... Or, Are you trying to segue into something here? I'm trying really hard to segue I'm, into I love wanna, languages. I let you finish this, yeah. So one of the things that Betty White was a huge advocate for was animals and pets. Mm-hmm. In and, fact, I think online, I'm, I don't want to just say Twitter, but I think online, there's even a movement that for all of us who loved, love Betty White, mm-hmm. as a way to honor her, we could donate $5 to our local animal shelter charity something that supports unhoused animals on what would have been her 100th birthday thank you yes not just willy-nilly but specifically on her birthday which is january 17th i believe Hmm. we should double check that for our listeners so i believe you correct correct thank you so purchasing those kinds of investments those kinds of in memoriam or one thing i did a not that long ago I donated to Planned Parenthood. Thank you for doing that. Oh, I do that all... I I love that. In this specific instance, though, I donated under Mike Pence's name. (laughs) I love this even more. So, uh, don't know if he'll ever know, but... 
I felt like a little so jab. many penises get checked for STDs with his money. Courtesy of Mike Pence. Love that. Love that. I remember back in like 2017, that was a common thing, especially right after the Women's March. I was not the only one. It was not my own idea. I love this. But those kinds of, of gifts, or you could even argue that those are acts of service. Yeah, I which, would. Which are love languages. I'd... That's how we can demonstrate our affection, gratitude, love for mm. a friend is by donating in their name or volunteering time or planting a tree dedicated to so-and-so. I was also thinking one of the things that I would like to mention is actually, you know, when we are talking about showing gratitude for and to a friend, something that I love to do because I know no person, none of us gets told enough how cool, wonderful, awesome, brilliant, Mm -hmm. beautiful, unique, special, endearing, important, and amazing we are. And all of those different things, some of my favorite people are the kind who unabashedly tell you what they're thinking and feeling of you in that moment. And I love that because that is, that's a skill. And it's also like, it's something that you have to have confidence Mm -hmm. to be able to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think it's so important because we don't as humans, we get told what we're doing wrong all of the time. All the time. Or how we are not enough. Or how our imperfections are Affecting less others than. others or... Right. Yes. So that's one thing that I I personally like to do. And I find ease in doing. Like that's easy for me to do. Mm-hmm. Is to tell people. And you're really good at it. Because I know how it feels when I am told mm-hmm. the truth about me oh that's a beautiful way to frame that the truth about yourself right right truth about yourself because these are truths that was one of the things that i learned about you very early on in this phase or this era of our friendship was yeah because it's not just a phase mom sorry (laughs) sorry you're right damn it mom (laughs) melissa and i are friends it's not a phase. I'm going to be like this forever. Forever. I'm never going to stop swooping my dyed black hair over my left eye. I went through a hardcore emo phase. I, I yelled I, at my mom all the time that that was going to be me forever. And now look at me. <laughs> a he's, respectable therapist. He's well, truly wearing a button-up knit sweater at this <laughs> moment, friends, with a cowl neck. It's true. And it's so soft and fluffy. So uh, fluffy. My One of my kids that I work with calls my usual podcasting sweater my soccer mom cardigan. I love this kid. <laughs> he, he is so sassy. I love working with him because he does some really good, like, he does some hard work riffs. in therapy. Oh, but good. also, like, yeah, it's not just we're, we're not just joking around. But whenever I wear that particular sweater, it is, oh, you're wearing the soccer mom cardigan today. Yep, so and so. Sure am. am. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> Have now, you ever? Just because you knew that they were coming in? Once. The, f- <laughs> the week after he said that, I was like, oh, we're wearing this oh, again. Uh huh. Oh, how funny. I love that. <laughs> anyway, early on in our in this era of our friendship, I remember so distinctly 
there was one night that we had kind of crossed that threshold of like, oh, we're not just hanging out and like having gentle drinks and conversations, but like, oh no, this is actually opening up and developing into something deeper and something more meaningful because I got home and I let you know, hey, I made it home safely. Thanks for hanging out. And you sent me this text that I don't know if I've ever shared this with you. I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it actually moved me to tears because you just told you your truth. Yeah. The truth I find about you. Mm -hmm. And it hit me so hard to be told the way that somebody else sees me. And it was kind of hard to read some of those words, kind and wise, because in my own head, I don't feel kind or wise most of the time. I'm human. I struggle with unkind thoughts, and I don't like that about myself, but it's part of being who I am, and I think who many people are. So to hear your perspective, the way you experience me as a person and as a friend, as someone who is genuinely kind, that really affected me. So that that is truly, and I've told you this before, that's truly a, a, a gift of yours, is being able to see someone for all of these incredible gifts that they hold, and you find the most beautiful, genuine, authentic ways of sharing that with someone. And it's not just me. I've heard you share that with other people. I, I, I've had other people share with me that you said these things to them. That is one of your superpowers. Thank you. I try to keep it as such because I know I've already said it and I guess there's just not a better way to explain it at the moment. But like, I know how much it means to me because we all try hard. Mm-hmm. We're all trying to be good. We're all doing the best that we possibly can in the moment. And in the realm of just trying to be ourselves, but also trying to be what we want the world Mm-hmm. To find us as. Mm-hmm. And that's a conundrum within itself. Truly. So when I see somebody that I I don't even have to necessarily really enjoy them. But I just thought of something that's gently funny. Not to detract from this, but I think because like I hone in on this one realm of goodness. <laughs> so I get so distraught by the rest of the world. I'm so curious makes, where you're going It with makes this. more sense in my head. And I think that we would have to probably sit here for another 30 minutes and try to get into it. So <laughs> okay. we won't. But yeah, I just think that it's something that's so important because we don't get told that. Mm-hmm. And rarely do we tell it to our own selves. Certainly not. Even when we know that that's exactly how we are trying to act and be. Instead, we often criticize ourselves for not meeting that internal expectation. This is how I want to be. And where is your and level I fell even? Short. You know what I mean? Like By what when you're thinking about yeah, when you're trying to hold yourself to a standard, what are you measuring against? Like if where? It, what are you? What are you? If if it's something that you saw on TV or read in a book or, or what even real, is man. that? That's fiction. Yeah. I need you to know that by you existing. You've already got 10 points. 10 points to Gryffindor. But, or whatever house you're in. Correct, Amundo. But also by you choosing to put your effort forward in being kind or having something fun to say or being polite towards someone. Like, mm-hmm. my dude, you don't have to do those things. You as a person are choosing to be kind, to share your smile, to... Mm-hmm you know, whatever else it might be. Like, thank you for being and choosing to be you in all of the different ways. Like, those are ways that I like to share gratitude. And for people, and here's the thing is like, I know some people aren't great at hearing 
that. Or I don't know them well enough to share deeper than, mm-hmm. you know, pretty like surface level stuff. So another way that I share gratitude, little gifts. And I'm talking like if I know their favorite candy, I'm going to get that or put it into a popcorn cake. Heck or if yeah. I know that you like beef jerky, I'm going to randomly like leave a stick of beef jerky somewhere for you that I know you're the only one that's going to find it. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a little overwhelmed, I'm going to come over and I'm going to help you out because mm-hmm. I'm grateful that you are in my life and I know that you're struggling. I want to help. I want to let you know that you are loved. These are things that I'm good at. Those are my... Now, is it that those are my love languages or is it that what you want to receive, what you respond to when you receive them, is that your love language? So I think that's actually a really important question. Because I think I always miss it up. I think the common understanding of a love language is how... It's not how you speak. I think it's what you like to receive. Correct. Because most often, at least in the in my experiences of talking about love languages with people, it's what we give. When and the, I think that's the wrong way to understand it. Right. And or, one of the most common... Yeah, I mean, there are a few different theories on love languages. Some have seven, some have six. The oh, one I most commonly refer to I is the fifth, that. the one with five. I didn't know that either till I was Googling for this episode. So the, the five love languages that are most commonly accepted are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, not giving, but receiving gifts. Yeah. So it is. It's what you accept, what you feel most connected to. Quality, time, and physical touch. Not how you express love. Because mm. we can all express love in different ways. We can give gifts. We can do all of those things. Oh my it's gosh. how we feel validated and how we feel and receive connection from others for me words of affirmation clearly you hit a home run because (laughs) your words to me are not just compliments like oh you're so good at that look at you go they were genuinely true this is who you are and that affirmation of my being was so important i think it was one or two episodes ago we talked about gift giving now i'm a terrible gift giver And yet, it's really about how we receive those things, how we receive love. You had your hand up, and I want to take a second to hear what you had to say. Because I was just thinking about that. I'm a a person who loves to touch an arm or give a hug or whatnot. But I tell you what, when somebody does that to me without asking, Mm -hmm. I get rather perturbed, Mm -hmm. which is so wild. That's a complete 180. Like, oh, do I need to re-examine? Because woofda. I just ran into a friend who I hadn't seen in literally a decade. We used to work together when I was in college, ran into her at her new job, and it was so delightful to see her. I walked into her place of business behind somebody else, and over their shoulder, I saw part of her face and thought, oh, that person looks like so-and-so. And then the person stepped aside, and she said, my name and I went oh my god it is is you (laughs) and I I just noticed like as we were conversing and I didn't even realize I was doing it and it's not something that I would typically do but I just kept putting my hand on her shoulder Mm -hmm. like gently like rubbing like in the not in a creepy way I hope on her shoulder blade just like as we were talking like I just kept making that physical connection I think in certain moments you can feel that it's appropriate and okay right and especially with their body language like if she would have not enjoyed it you would have felt that tenseness or she would have moved slightly close yeah each other and also this is somebody that you used to wholeheartedly enjoy we spent so much time together in the past it's almost as simple as i can't believe you're here and then you're touching that person as you're reconnecting yes you're here 
you're here. And it reminded me of one of my exes. That's how he was like, oh, I think he's aware of me was we were at this get together. I did the same thing. We were standing in a group. We were talking. He and I were next to each other. And I would just like gently like pat him on the shoulder like, oh, that was so funny. Or no, I don't yeah. even know. But like just very gentle, non-invasive, I hope. Brief contacts, just like little bzz, bzz, mm-hmm. bzz, like you're here. You're here. And I'm with you. I'm here with you. Yes. I think that's one way that touch can be understood. Bodily autonomy and consent are hugely important. Oh, heck yes. And of course, that was where my mind went immediately. As soon as I got in my car after I left her place of work, I went, oh my God, I touched her shoulder like four times. (laughs) Did you guys hug as soon as you saw each other? We would have. Oh, pandemic. Yeah. Like literally, we, we... started and then we both were like oh wait and we pointed to our masks so i might say this every time you touched her shoulder was was one eighth of a hug oh that's very kind of you for saying that and i'm just trying to help you out i'm gonna go i'm actually gonna go back to her place of work soon and i'm gonna ask her about it was that okay giving those kinds of is that me intuitively remembering and knowing that that was something that you did i I, I honestly don't remember yeah it was so long ago i don't remember but it sounds like it was so instinctual because normally that's not what you do no not at all you literally only had one other example of you doing that behavior that's not your norm and that was that same era of time actually she was very happy when he and i started dating (laughs) <laughs> she loved him. <laughs> she loved him. He was an enjoyable person. <laughs> he was. I he hope is. he still is. I guess we I don't know. Should, yeah, it's been I a guess. decade. I don't know. How do we? Holy balls. Yeah. It's been a decade this year, 2022, since he and I broke up. Wild. Right? Time. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. It's like it was. I was not about that to say ago. something that was going to send us into another rabbit trail. I'm already doing it. No, you're not. Okay. This one would have been time linear or cyclical? That's all. But we're not going to get into it. I just dissociated a little bit. <laughs> I just left my body when you said that. <laughs> the Berenstain Bears came straight to my brain. That's a whole different thing. It is. You're oh, right. This is what Lord. I'm saying. Like rabbit trail action, my friend. So what else is on the list? You were talking about the five. We had affirmation. Sorry, I just um, put that up so I can't service. see. I know. Words of affirmation. Acts of surface. Surface. Service. Uh, cervix gift. that is not what i said oh i don't acts know what of that cervix. is well let me tell you about what mine does <laughs> um i'm gay i don't think i need to know that thank you no you're but right you're my you're... friend and you should i hate the fact that i just said that because as a feminist i should yes yeah. and just as a human being we should understand you. we should understand each bodies. other bodies we should know about human bodies correct it's a human body there's no shame we no. have bodies they do weird things body yaddy 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 <laughs> <laughs> so receiving gifts quality time and physical mm-hmm. touch those are the five that are most commonly accepted as the love languages oh and those are the ones that you wrote down i would be interested what did you say there was also seven and nine uh, seven and six. Oh, all right. And I, I, it would be interesting to see what those other ones are, but I'm not like, I, we don't need to look into it. Like this is already a 73 hour episode. We've oh. had to order food five times. Yes. We've been here. The kitties are angry. What did we order each time? Bread. Oh, just bread. <laughs> more bread. And then, Hey, could you bring more, but different bread? That'd be great. I, I only said bread cause I can't eat it. I know. So we ordered pizza and then we ordered chinese food and then we ordered thai food and then we ordered sushi and then we ordered italian and that was Mm. our five meals and i was allergic to all of them cool it was a very enjoyable 73 hours 
hey, if I'm living in a fantasy where this lasted 73 hours, I'm gonna eat the food I can't we are eat. Living in Jacob's world, and where he's food allergies now a pasta don't exist. girl. <laughs> <laughs> Other ways to show gratitude to and for friends, you know, when you're can and when you're able, when you're comfortable to, even if it's just as simple as like a text just says, hey, I like you, or, you know, you are my friend. It doesn't have to be any more grand than that. But I do believe that showing gratitude in however you as a person are comfortable doing, I think however you're able to share that, people will pick up on it Mm-hmm. and appreciate it mm-hmm. and love you for it. So don't think that, you know, like these grand things that we may have mentioned earlier, that's not a freaking goalpost to no, try to shoot no for. Means. Those are just examples that we're giving. Like they the, are. the small little text, to me, that's like a getting a postcard or getting something in the mail. Yes. Like an unexpected text from someone I haven't talked to in a while. Delightful. Mm-hmm. It's just as delightful as getting a letter in the mail back in our my teens like, yeah I, that made me glow or and if you don't want to call somebody a text is a great thing or even on a social media just to drop by and like not just hit like on a picture but maybe comment on it or and, and compliment them or something yeah, right, yeah. What? make a connection make a connection of of some kind in a way that feels safe and comfortable or if you work in the same town or even if not and you got a day off go take them a cookie at work that's Show up at idea. your friend's work and just be like, hey, friend, I brought you this. Have a chill day, my dude. And then exit the place. I'm going to Or do just that. leave like a note on it and tell the person. Hey, this is for so-and-so. Yeah. Really good ideas. Friendship is not all about grand, extravagant gestures. It's about being there. It's about being with someone in small ways. However that might be for those two people. Yes. Because we've talked about it. Like the world is so big. It doesn't have to be calling each other every day, every week, every month. It doesn't have to be seeing each other. It doesn't even have to be anything more than whatever you and your friend choose to make that connection and relationship about. It's about what works for you. Literally, if it's just every time a fart happens and you text each other like, farted, (laughs) and the other one responds, long or short. You know what? That's a friendship. It's an inside joke because that has meaning to you that you're making that connection. If it brings you joy... Lean into it. Lean into Joy. And also, if you have a friend named Joy, lean into her too. Or them too. With their consent. Maybe you're just try. It's like a trust fall. My friend Joy would not catch me. <laughs> she would step back and go, what the hell? Whoops. <laughs> Should have said something. And that's how I know she loves me. Because she, she knows just, that you'd be fine. Yep. Now let's laugh about what you just tried. Right. <laughs> She'd help a stranger, <laughs> but not you. Nope. And that's special. <laughs> it is special. <laughs> the point being that friendship is, is so unique. And in that uniqueness, it's beautiful. So are we really getting down to the business of how to share gratitude for and to a friend is literally whatever the fuck you want to do? I think if we have distilled it to the point that we have, yeah. Find what works for you. And just do something. Just be there and let that person know that they are loved. However you can. Is this us ending the episode? Is that okay? Yeah, it but like you really you've said role. my line and now I don't know what comes next. <gasps> Shit. Oh, God, I did. Because <laughs> you pointed at me and I went, I don't know what comes I did. next. Oh, I did. <laughs> and worth being loved. Oh. Fuck. Sorry, to me that felt like such a natural, like... Oh, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. It is most certainly time. We are sitting at an hour 40 at the moment. So do you want to stop 
rewind and then say your bit and then my bit? No, I think this is just fine. Because, dear heart, I just want you to remember that you are loved. And worth being loved. And we need to say thank you to some people like Jennifer Bate, who created our awesome artwork. Love looking at it every day. I need it. It's a little bit narcissistic. You look at us every day. Um, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I check our Twitter account. I have our beautiful artwork from Jennifer. All right. Yeah. So, so I what see it every is day. that? Twitter. Our Twitter is at BFH pod. Also, Instagram is the same. And Patreon. Patreon.com slash BFH pod. And I know that I've mentioned it a few different times, but if you would like to send us a comment or maybe you have an idea about a topic or a certain aspect that you would like covered, or even if you just want to share a story about your friendhood, you can always email us. We are at bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. And they can listen so many different ways, dear Jacob. We are available on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Spotify, yes. Stitcher, uh-huh. SoundCloud, correct, and we're probably going to try and figure out some others. I mean, are there more? There are, I assume. There can't just be four. There has to be. So, did you say Spotify? I did say Spotify. I because we're on Spotify. Listener. That was something that we had set on our goals for 2022 that we accomplished in 2021. What up, baby? New Year, suck it. Also. One of the two of us will edit this episode. Correct, Mundo. I believe it's my turn. So Thank any you. issues, don't blame Melissa. Oh. <laughs> that you can yell at me on Twitter about. You have permission. <laughs> at BFH Pod. You really, can yell at me. I really feel bad that like you were getting the longest episode yet to edit. I don't. You also edited a majority so far. Nonetheless, it doesn't take away my... I'm making up lost time. Well, I, I feel like in this one episode that you'll be editing, it's at least three worth. So cool. I'm going to be drinking while I do it. So it's fine. Amazing. Drinking so, water. Oh, I mean, yeah. Hydrating. What else do people put in their bodies? Not anything else. No, definitely not. Oh, you, sh- you did it at the same. We are best friends. We are best friends. We are best friends. And we love hearing from you. So again, yes, thank let you us for- know. If there are things that you want to share with us, if if you do have a story that you want us to read on the podcast, just toss in there if we can or cannot use mm-hmm. your name. Or also, if you just don't want it read on air, that's fine. We won't. But Jake and I will certainly sit and read it and we'll respond. So any Hoosiers, to get back to it, thank you for sharing your time with us today. We love you a lot. We do indeed. So until next week. Love, love you. Bye. bye. Uh. That's how I end it.